Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Inger. And today I have the special privilege of being joined by Anna Ranfranz, IFBB Bikini Olympian Pro, and now the newest crowned WBFF Bikini Bikini Diva Pro. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today because we met, oh my goodness, forever ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. We used to be on the same team with Boss Bodies. Yeah. So, and then we're both from Indiana, Indiana girls. I know. It's Indiana so night. crazy. <laughs> you know, I always say the coolest thing about competing is the relationships you make, right? And it's we were just talking about my my podcast that I co-host with my best friend and her and I met through competing as well. So it's really cool all the relationships you build along the way. So I'm glad to be here. 100%. I agree. And I think we finally met in person when you came to Kansas City for the Angel Competition Bikini Fashion Show. So I was so grateful I got to meet you. Yeah. But yeah, we kind of just like chatted online. But that's like the thing about the sport. It's like we all support each other and you, um, it's such unique people that are just like, so awesome. So I'm grateful that to have you on finally. So, um, can you give our audience for those of the, um, those that don't know you just kind of like where you live now? Um, I obviously said where you're from, but just like a little bit of your background, um, like education and things like that. Yeah. So I, I'm from Indiana, just like you had already stated. I now live in Florida, uh, born and raised in Indiana, went to Purdue. I've been a health and fitness freak my whole life, studied exercise and health at Purdue. Then after college, I've always wanted to live somewhere warm. So I actually started competing though, when I still lived in Indiana, I started competing in 2017, you know, I've been training and coaching since 2016, um, did a show for fun, literally to learn and grow as a trainer. And then I won it. So I did another one and then I won it. And then I went into the national circuit right away, turned pro in eight months. You know, I still get messages from people. Sometimes they're like, I've followed you since you lived at your parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I used to watch your like just videos and everything because you, you always are so upbeat. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your content oh, because you. you're super positive. Um, yeah, you just like make everybody smile when they watch like a video because you're you're like just so fun and real. I don't know. So. so I meet people in person and they're like, wait, you're really this crazy? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you can't fake this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But um, yeah, so I always wanted to live somewhere warm. And that's how I ended up in Florida because I just did it one day. I came here to visit a friend and I was like, oh, I like it. Flight booked, moves a couple weeks later. Oh, my and gosh. Yeah. And then I, when I was in Florida, I was still competing, of course. Then um, that's when I was on prep for Olympia during COVID. Cause back in 2019, I did like 13 pro shows in the IFBB. So wow. then in 2021, in one year. yeah, wow. um, I did 13 pro shows in one year. Then the next year I did four. And then the year after that, I didn't compete. So in 2022, I didn't compete at all. I just did three of the angel fashion shows. And then this year I decided to just go for the WBFF and try something completely new. And it's kind of the angel fashion shows that sparked my interest within the WBFF, which was really cool. So, you know, it's like a big full circle, right? But 
I always say, uh, you could take the stage away from me and I would still do the same thing every single day. So that's kind of why I also went for the prep with the WBFF because I still do the same exact thing. And it's just, I was like, why not? I have nothing to lose at this point and everything to gain. That's what I always say. So I just decided to do something new and step outside my comfort zone and have a new challenge because I was kind of over the IFBB already. So I was like, you know, time for a change of pace. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that whole um, transition for sure, because I'm very interested in hearing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been watching like your YouTube channel and your journey and you're just, it's so fun to watch. So um, tell us about like any hobbies you have or like significant other, um, kind of what's going on down there in Florida. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my goodness, in Florida, there is literally never a dull moment. Uh, I am outside pretty much 24-7 unless I'm inside to eat or at the gym, but I'm always doing something, paddle boarding, um, have a boyfriend now. My boyfriend got me into biking, so we like to go biking together. He is super outdoorsy and active, so I have paddle boards, but then we were even shopping the other day looking for some type of water flotation device or like boat thing or kayak because we want something else because we always have to be doing something. Um boating, beach days, pool days, anything outdoors, rollerblading. I never sit still here. And then um, my boyfriend and I, we started dating. We ran into each other at the grocery store uh, back in November last year. And (laughs) you know, it's so funny. For those who want like the full story, you'll have to listen to my podcast. It's called Beauty Under Pressure. And Rini interviewed me about our relationship and everything. But yeah, we met Mm -hmm years ago. And I told him I didn't eat or drink or anything. So I was like, oh, well, I eat. I was like, I, don't <laughs> I, was like wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I don't eat out or drink. So then he didn't pursue it. And that was over two years ago. And then um, we ran into each other at the grocery store back in November. And then he ended up asking me out again. And then I said, yes, this time. So yeah, just have been inseparable ever since. So that's cool. Because for those, you know, who know me and have been following me a long time, I I never dated in the past on prep. I was very yeah. extreme in the IFBB and him and I were going out for lobster rolls weekly, sometimes twice a week, my whole prep. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. That was refreshing. Yeah, definitely. It's completely different now. I've come a long way physically and mentally, so it's pretty cool. Very good. Okay. So can you give us like, you kind of said, um, about turning pro in the IFBB, what show did you turn pro at? So I turned pro back in 2018 at junior nationals in Chicago. So okay. right near home. Cause that, that was back when I was in Indiana. So yeah. And th- at that show, you got to win first place to turn pro. And that was cool. Cause you know, all the girls who were in top five with me, um, all of them, but one are all pro now. So, oh, wow. Say, you know, like if you're in that top five at that national level, just keep showing up because anyone can kind of turn pro within top five and same at a pro show. It's like, you just got to keep showing up until it's your moment. Yeah. Can you talk about some of your placings at, um, the IFBB level and then also just like how you got qualified for the Olympia and kind of how that experience was? Yeah. So once again, the, you know, the national level circuit and the IFBB circuit, it's very similar in the fact where you can 
your placement can be like a roller coaster kind of. So it's like, sure. you know, at the national circuit, I went from six to eight to one. Cause when you make those minor tweaks, you know, it's easy to hop placements sometimes. Yeah. And then in the IFBB, man, right when I hopped into that, I started getting first call outs at pretty much every show. So I just, it was one of those things. I just went with it. I didn't expect to like excel so much and I just was good at it. I was having fun. I had nothing better to do. I was loving every minute of it. So I would get, I got, uh, I forget what I got at Chicago pro top 10 placement at my first one. And then started off the 2019 year with a third place at legends. I remember. And then there was one show because I was doing so many, you know, I had one where I placed like 15 or 16. I don't even know if I got a placement at clash. And then the next weekend, yeah. all I did was stuff my face all week long. And then I got <laughs> second place at Indy a whole week, just one week later, because I just filled out. Crazy. And so, like I said, it's those, your placements can vary fast. And then after that, you know, a lot of fourths, thirds, some seconds again, some six. Um, and then finally I took, you know, a couple months, like I went hard all summer doing six shows, six weeks in a row. And oh, then, wow. yeah. And then I took a couple months off and then dialed back in for the end of the year. And then that's when I won the last show in America, the battle of Texas in December. And that's what qualified me then for the Olympia of 2020. Okay. So how was that? Um, so that was before it changed over to the points then. Um, that was when right. it was, uh, wait, correct. I get so confused because they were doing the system and then they switched it to, you just got to win a show. Mm-hmm. And then, then I don't know how it is now, but then it's, you can win a show and then they take like top three on the point list or something like that. That's how it was last year in 2021 they took the top three points um and then if you win a show you're qualified but now this year there's no points whatsoever but I think so you were caught in like the race of the chase for points um if I'm remembering so for for 2019 I was we were trying to earn those points and I was just at the I kind of just missed it okay but then you end up qualifying correct for then 2020 Okay. So how was the Olympia experience? It was amazing. So, um, that was the first year they moved it to Orlando, which I was kind of happy about because I had moved to Florida at that point. So I got to just drive over to Orlando. So it made it very stress-free for me. And to be honest, because, you know, at the pro level, you just start hopping around show to show and you start seeing the same girls every single weekend. I just honestly felt like I was backstage with all my friends and it felt so normal. That's <laughs> because, cool. Yeah. You're just with your girls. Honestly, it's like a giant slumber party. You know, I had my friends there, my family there. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's your support system who are your true trophies and wins. And I just remember being on stage and my, oh my goodness moment was when they're doing first call outs and I'm on the side of the stage, just watching Angelica and Janet. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm literally on stage with these girls and Uh. next to them. And this is so cool because I get the best seat in the house. Yeah. (laughs) 
So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I did feel like I belonged, which was cool. You know, I didn't feel out of place or anything. It was just, it was neat. It was fun. Like I said, I had all my people there. So I'm always just happy to be with my people. (laughs) That's awesome. So what was your feedback after that? And was that, when did you stop competing in the IFBB then in 2021? Yeah, 2021 in the summer was my last show that I did in the IFBB. And my feedback is always more muscle, more muscle, more muscle. And I'm like, I don't want to take no drugs. So I can't (laughs) get some more muscle. I mean, if I want, I could, but it would just take a very, very, very long time. And I would need to eat more. And a lot of people know I'm not the biggest eater. You know, I like to be lean. I'm, I used to be a runner. So, you know, the bulk thing, is it really my thing? It's, it never has been. And I just prefer to stay lifestyle lean year round. Honestly, I feel comfortable and it's just the IFBB requires so much muscle now. It's, if you look at the shows where I placed top five at every show in 2019, that'd be a dead last call out now. That's not the look that's winning anymore. So, and I don't, I can't, I can't get that naturally. So that's where I'm just like, okay, this chapter of my life is over. You know, I already accomplished all I wanted to and more than I ever thought I would in the IFBB. And, you know, I'm 28 now. So, I want to have a family and I just don't want to sacrifice my internal health. And, you know, to me, the stage, I love the stage, but it's, it's not my life. You know, my biggest goals in life are to be a wife and a mom. So I just would rather put my health first than sacrifice, you know, my body for the stage. Yeah. I want to dive into this kind of switching gears, but you had mentioned like when um, it's Greg, right? Your significant other, your boyfriend. Yes. Um, so when he first approached you and you were like, I don't drink alcohol, I don't like go out to eat. Where did that shift come about? Like in terms of, um, just like, um, not feeling that restriction and, um, flexibility more. So this is what I think is pretty cool. You know, it's all about timing in life, right? And I've even told them, I'm like, you know, I am so glad that we didn't date back then, right? I said it would have never, we're like, it never would have worked out. And um, then the other thing is, it was in 2022. I mean, 2021, the summer was my last show, right? And then 2022, I was still thinking like, okay, at the beginning of this year, it was the very beginning of 2022 that I was going to dive back into a prep. And then my body was like, no, you're F and I. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's time to give this a rest. Like I felt like miserable. I, you know, it's like I was running off fat burners and felt like I was going to fall asleep driving. And Um. it was in my off season and I was starving all the time. And I was like, my body, I felt like it was the first time my body was really rejecting me. And even in 2021, I felt like I'd kind of lost like my pop on stage because I felt like my body was just really tired and burnt out. And so, yeah, then in 2022, like I said, I was going to hop back into a prep. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. And then I really wanted to make it a goal to just find my balance, right? And I wanted to lose some weight just because it was the off season. So I was like, you know, I'm going to dial it in for these angel fashion shows, tighten it up a bit and, Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I said, the whole lifestyle lean, right. And it's fun to just set little goals for yourself. I've did some photo shoots and stuff like that. So then, um, it was really my goal to just be a normal human. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, you know, in life we say we want things right. And I go, I go back and I look at all my journals and Rini and I did a whole podcast episode over this too, about our journals and how we wrote, you know, we want a husband, we want a man in our life. We want to be moms, but it's, how is me chasing the stage doing that? How is that going to attract a man into my life? Right? <laughs> like, how is that going to make me a better person for him necessarily? So, you know, I'm like, I need to, you know, find my balance outside of the stage. And then it was funny because then when we met, you know, down the road, I had already decided to stop competing in the IFBB. And I was like, I needed to come to terms with that on my own and find that balance on my own, not have, you know, not meet someone and be like, Hey, you need to stop doing this or something. You know, Mm -hmm. I need to do it for me and on my own terms. And like I said, I, I last year in 2022, I had so much mental and emotional and physical growth, right? Everything, all areas. And it's kind of cool because like, even this in the WBFF, when I just stepped on stage, literally just not this past weekend, but the weekend prior, it is the least conditioned I have ever been on stage in my entire life. Yet it is the most competent I have ever felt. The healthiest I have ever felt, the literally zero nerves. It was just incredible. It was the most incredible experience. It's at this point, I've been on stage literally 30 times and it's the most fun I've ever had on stage in my life. That's so cool. So can you tell us a little bit about the WBFF? I, I personally don't know a bunch about it because I'm primarily like NPC, IFBB. Yeah. So what what makes the difference between those sanctions? And then uh, I know there's also different divisions um, because I believe Savannah went pro in fitness. So yeah. And I know it's not like the same as our fitness where you, at least I don't think that you have to do a routine and stuff like that. So can you kind of give us the compare and contrast on both division or and sanctions? Yeah. So just like you said, they do have multiple categories. So they have like bikini diva and then they have fitness. They do have wellness as well. And then they even have like a transformation category. And then they also do the masters too, just like NPC. Definitely um, a few less classes as far as all the different masters, just because of course it's a much smaller federation, right? So you can't mm-hmm. have too many because then you're going to have, you know, zero competitors for each thing. You're not going to have any competition mm-hmm. within each group. For the fitness, um, you don't do a routine you do a costume though. So you still do have the whole costume thing, but it's typically going to be like wings. A lot of girls will do wings or, you know, stuff they're holding in their hands, very similar to the angel fashion show, honestly, with props. And um, so just like the NPC and IFBB, whereas, you know, the different categories are going to require a little more muscle, for instance. And it's like a different level of conditioning and a little bit of a different look, I think. There's a little bit more crossover, I would say, within each category within the WBFF because it's the world beauty, fashion, and fitness, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not a big – it's not bodybuilding. 
It's not a bodybuilding competition. It's a fitness and fashion competition. Emphasis on the fashion, emphasis on the costumes, the evening gowns, <laughs> the suits. It's, you know, these suits are so much more extravagant. I think it allows a little bit more personality in a way because, you know, in the NPC, that's the thing in the NPC and IFBB, they're trying to minimize the differences almost between each woman because mm -hmm. they want it to almost be a clear judgment on the physique, right? You're not... Uh -huh. You're trying to almost look this, you're trying almost not to stand out in a way. It's kind yeah. of interesting. If you want to stand out, right, you want to have that it factor and draw the judge's attention, but um, definitely way more of a physique competition. I mean, if you look at the girl who won Worlds in Bikini Diva, um, she, her stage weight is, has to be, a, she's shorter than me. And I got to say her stage weight is probably, 10, 15 pounds more than mine. Oh, wow. I was way leaner than her. But let me tell you, that girl is stunning, beautiful, healthy, curvy, competent. All these factors, right, play such a huge role that at the end of the day, i that's what I do love about it. It's about presenting a beautiful, healthy, competent physique. Okay. And so that's what I think is really cool because once again, it's not a bodybuilding competition. So when people ask, you know, which one's better for me, I think I love the NPC and IFBB still. I think it's great. I love cheering my girls on when I was at Olympia. That was also a huge telltale for myself when I was at Olympia in 2022. And this was before I made the ultimate decision to switch to the WBFF. When I was at Olympia for the fashion show in 2022, I watching Phoebe on stage, watching Marissa Andrews on stage, you know, two of my good girlfriends, I was so stinking happy for them. I was having the time of my life in the crowd, watching them going crazy, thought they looked beautiful, flawless. Oh my goodness. I loved being in the crowd. I personally felt zero pull to the stage, you know, like it wasn't like, mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I got to get back up there. I want to be on that stage again. I felt nothing, nothing, zero pull. And that's how I knew that my time was over in that, because like I said, it was just, I'm, I was just ready for a new chapter in my life and something different. And like I said, I'll always love and support the NPC and IPD. I, I've been watching the girls with who just competed last weekend and I'm like, oh, they look good, but you know, it's just not my thing anymore. Yeah. So you, is this similar to like a pro qualifier? Because, you know, obviously our listeners probably understand that in the NPC, you have to do a regional national qualifier, then you have to go to nationals, then you have to get a certain placement there. Um, how does that work with the judging criteria? Uh, because I know you you know, watching this whole thing unfold, it looked like, you know, were you judged on the evening gowns? Like, is it yeah. judged on like your social media presence? I, I don't really know a ton about it. So. Yeah. So you're judged based off of, you know, your marketability, which is my coach, Diana. She's so funny. She's like, basically your face. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> your physique, and then the whole fashion aspect as well, and your stage presence, the posing. So it's, you know, like in the NPC and IFBB, you are judged kind of based off your total package, right? But then again, 
Um, they don't care about social media presence at all. Um, because to be honest, I mean, other than really like the top girls who place at worlds, you know, a lot of the girls who, uh, even went pro for instance, um, I, you know, people care so much about social media sometimes. And literally it means like nothing. <laughs> I mean, you can use it for all these great purposes, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're in the IFBB NPC, your, your follower count, it don't matter. So don't, right. don't yeah, I knew that. a lot of girls, a lot of girls stress about that though. Oh, they okay. think, you know, they think they need to have a large following to turn pro and stuff like that. no, don't worry about that girls. Um, okay. so, cause like even within the, um, WBFF, I actually think, um, a lot of girls have smaller followings to be honest, because it okay. is a smaller industry, except for, like okay. I said, you know, just once again, like the top girls, the, the world champs and stuff like that, of course, they're going to have, they're like cover models and stuff, just like, you know, the top Olympians are cover models, same thing. Sure. Um, so very similar in that aspect, but, um, once again, you are judged from the, you know, they always say you're judged based off stage, but it's, it's the same thing in the IFBB. The second you're walking into that athlete check-in, the judges are going to see you. So how are you presenting yourself? Are you being a good role model for women out there? You know, the, the WBFF, they're the evening gowns and everything. Like, like I said, it's a fashion show too, in a way. And so at registration at media day, you know, making a strong presence is important. So the minute you step in that hotel, it's like, if you're ever in a sorority, we always say you're always wearing your letters. Same thing. I say the same thing in the IFBB and the NPC and the WBFF, you know, if you're trying, if you want that pro title, how are you going to use it? What's it actually mean to you? Are you going to, do you care to represent the industry? How are you going to, you're on stage for literally one minute. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how are you going to represent off of that stage when you're, cause once you earn that title, it's like, you're always wearing your letters, right? Because yeah, you go out and do something or you do something, whether it's good or bad, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, that IFBB pro so-and-so or that WBFF pro so-and-so she did this or she did that, or she's so amazing. She did this and it was so beautiful and she's so sweet and so kind. It's like, you know, you want to be a good role model. And even one of the ladies at the pro meeting, it was really cool. She was saying how she goes, you know, what type of role model do you want to be for a daughter? And I loved that she said that at the athlete meeting, you know, it's like, who are you going to be off the stage? So that's really important to the WBFF is how you carry yourself off the stage, which is cool. But I think they think the same thing in the IFBB and NPC, you know, I yeah. think that costs any, anything. Yeah. So is there a certain percentage on, um, so I guess I always thought when it says marketability, I didn't realize that was just like your face. So, I mean, obviously the judges, they, in the MPC and the IPB, they judge aesthetics. So it sounds similar. Um, but is there like a certain ratio as to like what you're posing and like your suit and then your fashion and um, your physique and all of that? Yes. So it's 40% overall marketability, 40% physique, and then 20% stage present poise confidence, which, oh, okay. um, 
I will say I would, at the end of the day, I would think, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, you know how the IFBB and it's such a subjective sport, Uh right? Yeah. Yeah. And what I always say is the second you step on stage, it's like, you got to have that it factor and you want to get the judge's attention and then you got to keep it. I'm like, if someone's doing their routine at the front of the stage, if I'm on the back of the stage, I want the judges looking at me on the back of the stage. I don't, it's like, it's so funny. I'm like, not even that competitive. Right. And, but it's funny because when you're on stage, it's like, it's my stage. Right. (laughs) And so anytime you're on stage, you want it to be all eyes on you, no matter where you are on that stage, whether you're doing your routine or you're in the background, just posing off to the side, you want them looking at you. So like I said, you want to get their attention and you want to keep it the whole time. I think you could definitely outpose someone in both, both federations. I think you can easily outpose someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so, uh, I don't know with the 40% physique. Yeah, I would say, I guess it really just depends almost. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned they have wellness. Um, is it the same criteria in terms of physique where they want like lower body dominance and it's not symmetrical with the upper body? And then yeah. like, is there a difference in the body type? I know you mentioned the costume aspect of fitness, but what determines the difference between that and a, a bikini diva pro? So fitness has more muscle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So fitness has more muscle, definitely bigger shoulders. They don't want a lot of shoulders in the bikini diva. It's definitely more of a model type look, you know, Victoria's secret. Um, and then they have fitness once again. So that's going to be a little bit more muscular. And I would think, you know, um, Once again, you know, I felt like some girls were leaner in bikini, and then I felt there's some athletes who are leaner in the fitness, but I would definitely say all the fitness girls do have more muscle than the bikini girls. And then wellness, like you said, it's the same, the fuller lower body. And then they do even have figure too. Okay. Okay. But no women's physique or bodybuilding, obviously, because it's not bodybuilding. Correct. So, yep, that's it. And then- uh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then they have, like I said, um, the, uh, transformation as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Do they kind of share the story of, do they show like behind them kind of like before and after, and then they share like a story of their transformation or. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, because it says like the contestant can bring in a flash drive with your three best before photos. So, and then in a bio as well. So, um, it's pretty cool. It says like, you know, it could be for individuals who overcome like anorexia and bulimia disease, cancer, anything, uh, mental health disorders. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's all about like them sharing their journey and everything and celebrating the individuals. So nice. I think that's really neat too. Yeah. Can you talk about what you did, um, differently? Cause I know the bikinis are a lot different. And then, um, kind of like the requirements with the evening gowns, I mean, how many do you have to have and do you wear those on stage, um, kind of like a beauty pageant or. 
you definitely wear you do your evening gowns on stage you need one for registration and then you need one for show day of course and then um if you're doing a pro-am show, there's going to be a media day. So you'll need a third one for the media day. You'll need some type of outfit. And it technically doesn't have to be an evening gown. They do like, for instance, this one was themed neon. So you had some girls in like neon pantsuits and stuff and other cute, really cute outfits. So once again, it's just fashion. So that's the cool part is you get to make what you want of it and just show your fashion and your personality and then you wear those on stage. So once again, you'll do like the, you'll do your model poses in your bikini, and then you do more of the pageant walk in your gown. And then the bikinis, they're, you can't wear no thong bikinis. Um, they're, they have to be Brazilian cut, and then they're definitely more extravagant. You have all these different, really cool, different style bikinis and once again, it's just fashion. There's so much freedom and possibility in these costumes, the suits, everything. It's pretty and cool. It, it seemed like you even blinged out your heels and everything. Yeah, Savannah and I did that. It was so much fun. So the shoes always match the bikinis, which are super cool because girls, my shoes were even pretty basic compared to some girls. It was so cool. Oh, awesome. So did you feel like you got like worn out with the posing? Um, I know the routines are way different. I mean, we just have like a front and back and uh bikini and the MPC and I um I mean in the IFBB you have a lot more freedom in your individual, but yeah. Um yeah, like what are are there mandatory poses? Oh okay. The, the model posing, you never stop moving moving on stage. It's so much fun. You're just constantly going. You do have Front poses, side pose, back pose, because they tell you to corner quarter turn. So you pose to all okay. four sides. But um, once again, you never stop moving. You're constantly posing and it's all model poses. So no flexing at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah and you had a posing coach, I'm assuming, that kind of helped you transition that. <laughs> Thank the Lord. My first posing session, I was like, I am humbled. <laughs> Like I said, even being on stage so many times, I was like, what the heck am I doing? And there was even really close time or there was even a few times where I felt like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Am I going to be able to do this? Because like, you get nervous. Yeah. Why? And then if you have to just keep pulling stuff. I mean, there's only so many ways you can your body in a flattering way and that'd yeah be hard. I practice so much though do they do like a bunch of back walks and things like that or is that not really um no it's they call you up to the front of the stage so then you kind of walk to the front of the stage and then you walk back and they switch you out so they don't do a first call out a second call out or anything like that so it's okay. all it's uh, kind of almost like a free for all. And you have no idea who's going to win the show, to be honest, because they don't, don't stack you or anything. So yeah. Does it have like a pre-judging or is it just like they do the judging yeah. and then they just award whoever. Yeah. So okay. they, they put, you come out in your bikinis and then they, as you go back, they have a quick intermission and then you change into your evening gowns and then they, have you do the walk in your evening gowns and then they do the words. Okay. So yeah. 
Did you get feedback on, I mean, you obviously went pro, so you were, <laughs> you did pretty well. Um, we know that, but did they give you feedback as far as, I mean, I don't even know, are you going to continue like to pursue? It sounds like you're, you're in a different place in your life, but what are you, what are you going to do with this pro status and this new sanction? And then what was your feedback from them? If you had, so, any? I haven't emailed, I need to email and actually maybe get some feedback, <laughs> but, um, I do want to eventually make my pro debut. I just have no idea when I'm going to do that yet. And then I would like to maybe compete at worlds one day, but, um, I mean, I'm prioritizing my relationship right now for sure, just because I've, you know, it's hard to, I don't want to put the stage above my partner and, but he's, he's super supportive. He was like, you can keep competing. It doesn't affect our relationship at all. But I'm like, yeah, but I've done a lot. So I was <laughs> like, I'm okay taking a break for a minute. Plus the WBFF is super expensive anyway. So I'm like, I, I just want to save some money right now too. And then, um, so whether I make my pro debut at the very end of this year, or maybe I'll make it, I do plan to return to the stage after I have kids though. So that's also something I want to do in my future. And just with my business too, in general is I've always been super passionate about pre and a prenatal chain training and postpartum. So I would love to share my journey and return to the stage after I have kids. So whether or not, whether or not, you know, I were to make my pro debut before or after having children, I don't, my timeline, it's all in God's hands. Right. So yeah. I don't really care. I'm for sure going to compete still uh, at point in time in my life. I just, I'm only 28. So it's one of those things where I'm still so young in all reality. A lot of women, you know, compete at worlds when they're 35. So I'm like, I'm in okay. zero rush. So I would totally love to try to earn a crown because you, you get your sash by doing your pro debut and then you earn a crown by winning a pro show. So I would like to do both of that. And then I do think it would be cool to do worlds one day in Vegas. So I totally want to do all that because to compete in the WBFF, now that I have all the posing down, uh, to maintain that level of leanness is definitely easier and healthier. It's not as extreme as the IFBB. So in all reality, I could step on stage at any time of the year. So it's just, Greg and I have a lot of travel plans. So we have so much planned the rest of this year. So I was like, if there's a weekend where we don't have anything going on, like I'd hop into a show if it's convenient, but if not, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna really, I don't want to go out of my way or damper any plans that we have to step on stage again this year. So Maybe I will at the end of the year, but definitely not this summer. I don't plan to. Okay. So you mentioned a big cost difference. Um, we all know that competing is expensive anyway. So what are some things that make it more expensive? than? Uh, def yeah, definitely the evening gowns. And then tan is obviously going to be a cost. And then makeup, hair, all of that. And then the suits are, of course, going to be more money. The shoes are going to be more money. All of it's just, it's, it's extra, you know, everything mm -hmm. you're doing is extra. So that's going to cost extra. <laughs> and it's a longer event too, in all reality, kind of, you know, cause the registration night is a big deal. So then you're buying, you know, heels to go with your evening gown, all that. So then if you're not confident doing your makeup for, 
these other events too, which I am. So I only paid for my makeup on show day, but if you're not confident to do your makeup on all those other things and you have to pay for makeup and hair for more days, if you're not confident doing it yourself. So they'll just, and then of course, because it's more days, that's more travel days that you're paying Mm -hmm. for hotel, all of that. So then of course, I mean, in both federations, you're going to have to pay for coach and posing coach, stuff like that. That's very important. Mm -hmm. But you can cut your costs if you want, like me, and paint your own nails and not. (laughs) I'm so cheap. I'm hilarious. Even another girl, she had press on nails, and I was like, that's my girl. Yes. (laughs) It's funny. Do they require you to use their tanning company and all that? Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so you can't like DIY pro tana or anything or, and then the actual show day, do you have to pay for their hair and makeup? Yes. Okay. You're not allowed to use outside services. And in a way I get it. Um, after seeing how smoothly the show ran, um, you know, and every girl does look flawless. Uh I mean, you even have girls at Olympia who show up with a jank tan because, it got screwed up. So, you know, by, by making sure everyone does their services and stuff, they ensure that every girl is going to look flawless and the makeup, I got to say the makeup and hair, they, everything was on time. Everything was organized. Every, you know, it was, they had plenty of girls, nothing was behind. It was very stress-free, honestly. It was, it was a very well-ran show. I got to give it to them there. So, and once again, when you remove all those outlying factors and control it, then mm-hmm. that's what you're going to get. So I get it. You, yeah, you get consistency with the yes, product. Yes. It costs more, but you are getting what you pay for. So I do not feel like I wasted my money. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I've been on so many stages hands down the most beautiful stage I've been on best venue for sure. The way they, they put in the lights and everything that was definitely, they, once again, you get what you pay for. So. So you, is the entry fee type of thing? Is that about the same as the NPC? It's more. Okay. And then when you turn pro, are there any perks that you get like in the IFBB where you just, you don't have to pay an entry fee? Or you get paid uh, for winning. Like, are there those types of things for our pros? I don't think so. Okay. And I think one of the thing is because it's a smaller federation. Uh-huh. I just don't think there's as much money to be handing out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know though. Um, yeah, like wh- money wise, I don't think there's any perks. <laughs> <laughs> But Uh, that's funny. So I think, you know, I asked a lot of questions about both the divisions, but is there any sort of like advice that you have just in general to competitors, whether it be like, you know, somebody that's starting out in the NPC or, um, you know, somebody considering the WBFF, if they just feel like they haven't found like the right body type um, in the NPC or IFBB, like, what are your thoughts there? Um, my thoughts are, 
you, at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy and what you truly want to do. I'm like, you know, which way is your heart pulling you? Also, what physique do you personally like more? You know, what look do you like? Are you into the more hardcore bodybuilding or does the whole fashion and fitness draw you and pull you in more? Do you like to be extra or do you love the glitz and glam? Then the WBFF is probably for you, you know, the model posing and stuff. So at the end of the day, it's what do you prefer? If you, you know, the NPC is definitely going to have way more muscle. So if you love the muscle, then do that federation. If you don't care about the muscle as much, but just want that healthy, curvy, fit physique, then do the WBFF, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, do what you truly want to do. It's, but the, the thing I like is there's options, right? We have, we have choices. So do whatever your heart desires and try both. If you want, try both, try the NPC, try the WBFF, you know, give it a shot. You got, I always say, once again, you have everything to lose and nothing to gain or wait, nothing to lose and everything to gain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so funny. I almost butchered that bad. <laughs> you got it. So are there any questions or ideas that you wanted to share with our audience before we hopped off? Um, just like closing thoughts, anything that I didn't talk to about that you wanted to share? Honestly, I feel like we, we really touched on a lot. I think we really nailed it. Once yeah. again, um, I, I truly think both federations are amazing. I have met such incredible women in both. And I think both were such amazing experiences for me. I am so grateful for the IFBB. I would not be where I am today without it. Uh, I think both of them teach you so much discipline and help you grow a lot more internally than physically that people realize. And it's both of, both of them, it's a you versus you sport. So, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what federation you choose or want to do, just remember when you step on stage that it's both of them are kind of subjective sports. So at the end of the day, present a physique that you're confident and that you love living in and to really just enjoy the journey because that's the best part. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm going to leave it in the show notes, but if you can share with our audience, like the name of your company, where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, I know you have an awesome YouTube channel and things or, um, and then you also have your own podcast. So if you could just um, mention that so people can let you know what they thought of the episode and maybe reach out for questions if they, um, you know, would want to hire you. Yeah, definitely. So I am, my Instagram and YouTube are both at Hannah Ranfrans. And then my business is at team infinity fit. And that's where you could find all my coaching services, you know, posing everything for NPC and WBFF. And then uh, my podcast, I co-host with Rini. So it's really, Rini's the one who started it and I'm her co-host. And it's called Beauty Under Pressure. So that's fun. We interview women, inspirational women, and it's way more than just fitness. It's a lot of relationship and stuff. So that's fun. We're doing a relationship series, interviewing women in relationships. So that's a lot of fun because at the end of the day, we just love to inspire all those out there to, 
you know, create the best version of themselves inside and out. So, and then team infinity, you know, that's a never ending journey. It's forever. <laughs> Which hence the infinity. Very cool. Yeah. I like well, thank that. You so much, Amy. I really loved being here today. Yeah. I really appreciated you coming on. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini. And if you would like to apply for your unicorn prep with the bikini team, you can go to glamgirlbikini.com and hit the get started button. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini signing off. Thanks for listening, guys.